What's up, everybody? This is the second episode of the Spring Game Breakdown series. Uh, so next up is Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech spring game breakdown episode. So, Sid, tell me what you thought about the Georgia Tech spring game. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, it's really kind of hard to tell. I mean, a lot of people were – some people were upset about the, the the format we ran. Some people weren't. Like, some coaches just – they just have different opinions about spring games. Collins doesn't necessarily care about one as much. Um, getting guys hurt and stuff, like we – we had Tyson McGinnis tear his ACL the practice before the spring game. So he really just wanted to give something to showcase to fans that were going to be there and recruits that we could finally get back on campus for the first time since COVID. Um, really, I mean, I mean, some guys drop in on their own, but we had a bunch of recruits there. So a um, little, little unique format, and it was just thud. And uh, we got out of there with no injuries. But, um, I mean, I guess – Starting off with the offense, the position group that really don't even have to be spoke about much is running back. I mean, we just have so much talent, so much depth at running back. It's insane. Uh, Jordan, Mason, you're every down, you know, your tough yardage back. He don't have that top end speed, but he he single-handedly has won us some games uh, during this rough transition with a poor O-line. Um, then, obviously, you know, Jameer is just your star running back. Uh he put on about 10 pounds and somebody asked him um, if he felt like it affected his speed. And he just was nonchalantly. He's like, I got faster. So like, I don't know, that's kind of scary. Uh, that he, He's just so quick. I mean, it was thud in the spring game, but they were his first, he only got like five touches in the whole game. And every time, like he just, he just has that, that different speed where he puts his foot in the ground and he just, he looks different running next to everybody else. So um Look for a big year from him. I think we're going to get a little bit more creative with him. And then behind him, you have Jemias and Dante. Jemias is finally healthy for the first time since he's gotten on campus, I think. And he looked like it. Uh, like I said, it was thud, but he still – he was making cuts better. He looked a lot quicker. He had some passes out of the back – or some catches out of the backfield. So he just looked different than he's looked, which is good because I, I've always thought Jemias could be pretty damn good. He's he's kind of a mix between – an uh, a tough yardage back, but he's got a lot of speed too. He's, he's well built. So I, I think we got to figure out how to get him involved. And then Dante, he just is going to clean up those reps with that um, are, are in between. I mean, he's just as explosive as any, just about anybody out there. Every time seems like every time we get on the ball, he goes for at least 20 or scores a touchdown. I think Duke, he had three touchdowns. There were a couple of games. You had multi touchdown games and he has four carries in the game. It's like, I mean, it's, it's just tough. Um, Bruce Jordan Swilling looked good, but I think we were really just trying to get him some some reps to to get him some tape to get him somewhere because I really do think he could go play running back somewhere. Um, he made a good catch, didn't he? Yeah, touchdown yeah, he had a, catch, touch, yeah. had a touchdown catch, but he really had the most carries in the spring game. Um, 
I really do think we're trying to get him some re- – I mean, he, some some film because he just don't have a whole lot of film. He played line, transition from linebacker back to running back, which is – what he was a four-star running back recruit out of high school, but he wanted to play linebacker um, like Ken Swilling, his dad, so um, – or his uncle. So, uh, linebacker obviously didn't work out. And, I mean, he's a talented guy. I mean, he's just a good athlete, but he's just not going to crack that top four at running back. Um He'd be a great depth guy to have if we have an injury or whatever, but I could not blame him if he went and played somewhere. I mean, there's plenty of options. He could go start somewhere. Um, Maybe not, you know, ACC, SEC, but there's just somewhere he could go play. Um, He's, he's pretty dang good. So um, moving on from that quarterback, Jeff, uh, like I said, I mean, the spring game was hard to tell, um, but he looked more decisive. He looked better with, you know, um, reading deep the defense, knowing what he's going to do with the ball instead of looking like a freshman sitting back in the pocket and then just deciding to just dump it off somewhere last minute. And that's what got him 90% of the time making mistakes. Um, he he looked like, you know, he had that clock in his head. Of, okay, I've, I got to get out of here. And then he'd take off and he looked really good running the ball. Had a long, the first touchdown was a long run. I think it was like 40 something yards. Um, he looks faster. He looks more comfortable running the ball but he also looks a lot better just sitting in the pocket. Um, his mechanics are a little different. You could tell they've worked on that, which I think needed to be done. He, he had a lower arm slot. Um, he held the ball real low, and he had a lot of tip passes at the line last year that got picked. So I think they, they worked on cleaning a lot of that stuff up that we didn't really have time to clean up. I mean, he stepped in as a freshman last year. They wouldn't hold on to time to just sit there and work mechanics. We had to get him up to speed on the offense. He was our best option, so we just – we kind of were just living with the mistakes and hoping, you know, the good was going to outweigh the bad. And in some games it did and some games it didn't, but he's obviously our clear number one. Then behind him, I mean, I think Jordan can be an okay backup quarterback. We're limited to what we can do with him. I mean, he's obviously shorter. He's still a good athlete, has a decent arm. Um, but I mean, we just have to run a lot of rollouts. He can't really sit in the pocket as well and make good decisions and throw the ball. Like he's just not that kind of guy. Um, but I was impressed with Chaden uh, Peary, a freshman. He didn't play obviously in California last year. He's an early enrollee. They didn't, their season got canceled, but he has a hell of an arm. I mean, he sat, I mean, obviously he's a freshman, wasn't up to speed with the offense as well and didn't look as decisive, but from just pure throwing standpoint, he made some really nice passes that he dropped one in the end zone that should have been caught for a touchdown. But um, so he looks promising. I think if, if he can get some more, you know, experience under his belt, he could potentially, he fits more the mold of what Dave wants as a quarterback, um, uh, more of a throw first kind of guy. I mean, Jeff kind of fell in our hands at the last minute. So, I mean, you're not going to turn down someone like Jeff. Um, so it'd be interesting to see where he goes. And then Demetrius Knight, We'll run him with packages just because he's a really good athlete. But, I mean, he's not going to be a quarterback where he sits back there and throws. We'll just put him in when we need tough yardage because he'll go and get that for you. But he moved from linebacker. Just, I guess, linebacker wasn't a good fit from him for him. So, um, behind Jeff, it gets a little little scary. Um, hopefully nothing happens with Jeff. Jeff's a tough kid, but you never know. So, um, that offensive line – night and day better. Devin Cochran will be get drafted next year. Um, he's locked down the left tackle spot and our defensive coordinator, coordinator in his press conference called him a prick in a good way. 
And that says something about a guy when your defensive coordinator is like, you know, I love that kid, but I hate that kid because, you know, he's he's just an animal. They they're like he just swallows guys. He he moves his feet well. He's the best offensive lineman we've seen here in a long time. He transferred from Vanderbilt. Already had a draft grade. Something happened weird last year with his uh, school when he, he didn't transfer in. So he sat out last year, didn't do anything. And then this year, it was kind of a surprise. Like all of a sudden on our board, they're like, hey, we kind of have a guy that was going to transfer. He's transferring in and ended up being Devin. So he's locked down left tackle spot. Um, left guard's going to be a little interesting. It's kind of between a guy named Austin Smith and then a uh, one of the freshmen from the 20. 20 class and, uh, or no, 2021 class, uh, Paula Fipulu from Texas. He's a Polynesian kid, just huge dude. Um, I think they're bringing him along. He's been looking good. So there's going to be a battle there. And then uh, center also will be, um, should be Mikey Minihan, which he was pretty good for us at the end of the last year. And then right guard is locked down with Ryan Johnson. He's probably been one of the biggest transfers we've had just as a, a piece for the team and that offensive line. He's really smart. Um, he was real solid for us last year. And so he's probably one of our better offensive linemen. Um, and then right tackle Jordan Williams um, made a lot of freshman mistakes, but that kid's going to be really damn good for us. He's huge, really good technique. And uh, obviously they're working with Brent Key. So he's got one of the best sitting there teaching him. And then uh, there's the Kirby kid that transferred from Norfolk state that wanted some d1 um tape he already had a draft grade they, they say he's a draft a draftable kid but um i don't really know where he fits in uh they they say he's really damn good he just wanted to go get some d1 tape so him and jordan might rotate a little bit at the right tackle spot i don't really see uh devin cochran coming off the field he's by far the best offensive lineman out there so should be a lot better. Should I mean we actually had time in the pocket in the spring game? Um, I mean, I, offensive defensive line were both live, so I mean that's a live thing. Um, so it, it, Jeff had some pockets, some clean pockets to sit there and make throws. So I think the offensive line group were making good progress, and we just look completely different compared to where we first got here. I mean, like it, if you go to the spring game and look and just look at the offensive line group, you're like, we're as an average, we're four inches taller and 50 pounds heavier and just look like an, a D1 offensive line out there. So that's good to see. Um, I would expect it to make a big jump and that'll help the running game out. I think I think that'll really help Jameer because Jameer don't need much. Um, he needs a little gap and he's gone. So uh, I would look for us to, to be like a 60-40 run pass. I know we really want to be balanced 50-50, but 60-40, I just think that's just the most realistic for us. And part of that is because at receiver, we have really good threats. We have some really good options. We just don't have anybody that's really proven with Jalen getting drafted. He's probably our most proven guy that had the most production. Um, and then behind him, uh, you know, we lost Amari in two at slot. And, uh, the, but uh, yeah, he's a Gamecock now. Um, but oh, yeah. they, they really like Nate McCollum. Um, they say he's just as fast. Uh, he's, a little, he's a little bit more built, but um, he, he had a good spring game as well. I mean, we used him a lot. And then we also added Kyrick McGowan from Northwestern. He played football with Jameer. Um, he's a little bit older, but he's just a versatile guy. He was a running back, but now he's a receiver. And you can line him up in the slot. You can line him up out wide. We ran a lot of jet sweeps with him. We'll what, put him number, in the back. what number was he? 
two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that guy. I, yeah. I remember thinking he looked pretty good. Yeah. Um, I mean, we put him everywhere on the field. So I think that allows Dave uh, Patno to be a little bit more creative. I mean, you could put him and Jameer in the backfield and you got two dynamic guys out there. One's a receiver, really, but line them up in the running back spot. And it could be interesting. Um, you have a lot of options out of that. We like just from the spring game, you could tell we just look more cohesive. Like we probably had the worst looking jet sweep game last year that I've ever seen. It's nothing looked right. It would be to like Amarian and it just never would – you could like, this is not going to go anywhere. We ran it a couple of times with Kyrie, uh in the spring game and it just looks like it flows so much better and it blocking's there. And so behind Kareek and Nate and the slot uh, out wide, we'll have Marquez Azard, which he just – he was just was injured all last year. He had a good play against Florida State and he looked really good and then – Never saw it again. You hear a lot about him at practice. Didn't see it. Wasn't healthy enough. Um, the next guy is Avery Boyd, and they say he might be the fastest guy on the team, but he looks like a freak, and he made a hell of a catch. He absolutely mossed somebody on like a 40-yard pass at midfield from Jordan Yates that he just threw up, and he just went up and took it. But he is – he's I think he's 6'2", but he's also can just burn, and he's, he's pretty damn built. So he – if he could step up and, and you can get production out of him, you'd be pretty pretty uh, good at receiver. He wouldn't be great. I mean, we don't have just you know we don't have that that pickens or that that alpha guy that we can just throw it up to. Um, Malachi Carter's back. He's just inconsistent. Sometimes I go out there and he looks really good, and sometimes he just go go out there and drop a pass. And uh, need more consistency out of him. And then guy like PJ Harris that's been there for so long. Um, athletic looks good, but just hasn't really produced a whole lot. So if we can figure out receiver, I think that's the glaring weak spot at, at our – well, I wouldn't say it's a weak spot. It's just we just don't have any proven production there. So we need some of those guys to step up, and I'm really hoping it's uh, Kyreek and uh, Avery Boyd because Avery came in last year in his first game as a freshman and pretty sure towards ACL. They never said what it was, but he was out for the rest of the season. So didn't get to see him, but in the spree game – they showed him. I was like, "Damn, that dude looks like a freak." And then he went out there and made some good catches. And one was one was pretty badass. So, hope to see that defensively. Starting out at safety was our secondary was the most disappointing thing of last year. We have the athletes from the year before. They should have been a lot better, and we just didn't play good. Um, Tariq was off. Wanye was off, and those are supposed to be two of our best players. Tariq had surgery on both wrists right before the season he gained 40 pounds he's in a bad place mentally with COVID and all that kind of stuff I think there's just a lot of distractions that got particularly into that position group and they've even come out and said they're like you know we weren't really focused last year and we were more focused on what was going outside of football and you know they owned up to it but Tariq out there he looked like a freak again that we were used to seeing he's back down to good playing weight looks like he's in great his best shape he's been on campus and he was flying all over the place, Was looked good in coverage, looked good in run support. He's kind of that guy that's a hybrid. He's a tweener. He'll play in the, lot, he'll, he'll play in the box and, and uh, play and run support, but he's also really, really fast. At one Before he got out of shape last year, he was one of the fastest guys on the team. So um, got to have him. And then need Wanye to have more, really – I mean, he, he showed out his freshman year, and then after that it kind of had been downhill. But um, – Got to have him 
we also have a guy, Derek Allen, transferred from Notre Dame. He's getting a lot more reps. He's such a versatile guy. He can play every position in the secondary. He can play corner, nickel, uh, free, safety. Um, he, he can do it all. Uh, he's just been trying to get the reps, and they're finally getting him those reps. Um, got some younger guys like Wesley Walker. Uh, he was unavailable for, the, unavailable for the spring game, so I'm not sure what was up with that. And then Jalen King at safety. Uh, they said the most impressive early enrollee was Caleb Edwards out of Decula from last year. He, they were like, dude showed up looking like he's 40 years old, um, grown man. Uh, actually, some of the players give him hell for that on Twitter. Like, if you follow him, they'll post pictures of him. They're like, whose dad showed up to practice and stuff like that. So, um, that'd be, they say he's a ball player and he was one of our highest ranked recruits from last year. So, That'd be nice. Um, at, at Trey Swilling has moved, I think, to nickel. He played some nickel, played some outside corner. I think he fits more the nickel role. He's really, you know, he's he's a bigger guy, not as fast. Um, I think the nickel spot. We lost our nickel. He transferred Caleb Oliver, um, so I, I think we're looking kind of for him there. And then we could also slide Kenyatta Watson transfer from Texas. Um, he didn't. He was recovering from a surgery that he had prior to spring, so. He didn't get a chance to go through spring contact. He was out there, but he wasn't uh, he wasn't clear for contact. So we didn't even get to see him. But I mean, dude's supposed to be a freak as well. So he could play the, the nickel position. And then I think your top two corners right now are, are gonna be Zamari Walton. He's your best, he's been your best corner the past two years. Real long, lanky guy, versatile. And then um, they say uh, Tobias Oliver has has really um, transitioned well last year it was it was his first year in the transition and the second year from offense to defense he's they, they say he he has not been getting targeted at all in practice he's just that guy that's out there that just locking things down and then behind him you got to work in Sam mentioned in his episode Miles Brooks from uh Trinity down in down in Jacksonville I believe and uh he was he's was supposed to be one of our best guys he didn't get a whole lot of playing time last year but he's been rotating. He looks good. He's a big physical dude, but also can can roll and it's supposed to be a good lockdown corner. And then uh, you can you can mix in a couple different guys at corner, but corners just got to be better. That was another letdown um, from last year, contributing to the, the the issues we had in secondary in the secondary. So uh, I hope we get that figured out. That would be huge. I feel like we have a good secondary coach and Coach Burton and Coach Popovich. Um, the guys love them. So I hope they can get that figured out. Um, linebacker is going to be much, much better. Um, no offense. Uh, God bless him. David Curry's no longer with us uh, on the squad. He, he's undrafted free agent <laughs> uh, somehow. Um, and... I don't have to watch that anymore. He gave it, I can never say anything bad about David effort wise, but he just wasn't there as an, an, a D1 ACC linebacker. The speed wasn't there. The athleticism wasn't there. Um, so Quez will be locking down middle linebacker. Um, he's just so much more athletic. He's, this is his fourth year on campus, I think. And he's fine. They say finally feels comfortable being that guy that's, that's the leader out there on defense and knows the defense and gets everybody lined up, gets everybody in their call, right call and everything like that. So it'll be Quez and then Trenelius Tatum, they said, showed up. Um, we flipped him late from Carolina and he showed up on campus and they were like, 
dude's a freak. Like, this is what we've been missing recruiting-wise at linebacker. Like, we've just not had one of these, you know, four-star linebackers that shows up, puts on a little weight in off-season recruiting and, and off-season weightlifting programs ready to roll. Um, we've had so many developmental guys at linebacker. So we'll have him, Trenelius. I think he'll play a lot um, for a freshman. Uh, we lost tight, like I said, Tyson Miguez. I was really looking forward to to seeing him. He looks like a freak and towards ACL the day before spring practice or two days before spring practice. So it's disappointing. But his former teammate from high school, Katavian Franks, they're both from Creekside. Um, he'll be playing outside linebacker for us. Um, I think his head was spinning a little bit last year with just just the defense that we run. We're so multiple and stuff. There's a lot going on there. So he didn't uh, he didn't play much last year, and he also was injured a little bit, but he's healthy. And um, and then the biggest guy that they say has made the biggest difference is uh, Ayindi Ely or Ace Ely from Maryland. Um, he was all over the place in the spring game. Um, he just has that natural linebacker instinct that you got to have and that we have not had. Uh, he, you know, he, he, he mirrors the, the running back shoulders when he's supposed to be, he scrapes over when he's supposed to be, he's filling the holes where he's supposed to be. I mean, he just, he looks like a, a linebacker out there and we've not had that. And I mean, he's, he's a pretty damn physical guy out there. Um, it was stud, but I mean, he was hitting dudes harder than he should have been, but I mean, it is what it is. I'd rather see that. So, um, I look for Ace to be a playmaker for us, um, one of those leaders on the defense. But just depth at linebacker is so different. Last year we had three guys we were playing, uh, not to mention Charlie Thomas. Charlie's back at linebacker and has been one of our best linebackers. He's just an undersized linebacker, but he plays way above his size. If he can keep healthy is the problem because he he plays like he's 240 and he's like 215. So um, that can take a toll on him. But uh, so – Good to have depth. And then um, defensive line, we get TK Chamezda back. He missed the entire year with the torn Achilles last year. And then Jaquan Griffin, they'll be our uh, – those guys that, you know, your, your run stoppers, your, your uh, defensive tackles. And then Aquilo Stone and Daquan Douse, they're both about 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, they're both about 320. Just huge dudes, but they needed some development. Um, Aquilo – uh, was a freshman last year, and then Daquan Douse was, uh, I think, a redshirt freshman last year. And that doesn't even bring in Mike Lockhart, who's equally just as big, but had only been playing football for a year, his senior year of high school, and it was just still a four-star recruit. So um, be interested to get them some more playing time, see how they've, they've progressed. Uh, and then our defensive end position is another position that we're loaded once we get some guys back. If we can, if we can get um, Antonius playing like he played in the spring, we'll be in a good place. Um, he was making plays everywhere, uh, looked really good as a defensive end, bull rushing guys, getting to the quarterback, just has not looked like this at all since he's been on campus. I mean, was a five-star kid, went to Florida, transferred in, and just hasn't come to – he hasn't come to anything, you know, productive on the field. He had, you know, a couple good plays here and there. But other than that, he really just hadn't done much. They say this spring was different. He took a little time off at the end of the year last year and got his head right. And um, I'm rooting for him because he's a good kid. He's graduating. Um, so – him and Kevin Harris. Kevin Harris transferred from 
uh, Alabama. He's a Grayson kid, so the Grayson pipeline is obviously there. Transferred in and was making plays everywhere and had a hell of a spring. Was always in the practice reports on on the board. Um, it just his name's up everywhere. So uh, we got to get some guys back. Uh, we'll have Kyle Kennard, Jared Ivey, both freshmen, both been trying to put on some weight, but came along at the end of last year and we're making plays. We're all over the field. We're getting to the quarterback. Um, so defensive defensive end we'll be fine at. Um, I like where we are. And there's like an oddball guy, Kaya Wright. He's really just kind of like a third down linebacker slash stand up defensive end. Um, kind of looks like a Troy Palomalu guy, but uh, he he's kind of a, he kind of fits into the, the defense a little weird. And I'm telling not even bringing up Jordan Dominic, which was argues, arguably our best defensive lineman. Dude makes plays all the time. So yeah. Um, I feel like we'll be in a much better spot at defensive line. We'll finally have some depth at defensive tackle with getting TK back. Um, we got to get uh, Sylvain back. He tours ACL and uh, he did not get to participate in spring, but he'd be huge to get back because he was playing really well by the time he got injured. Um, uh, as a defense, I think we should I, I would rated us like a C minus to a D plus last year just for what we had versus what we actually produced. I think we should be around the B range, B minus. Uh, I think that's the kind of improvement we should see. Um, there's plenty of depth, plenty of athletes. Just got to get these guys playing better. And then uh, special teams. We lose Presley. Obviously, he got drafted. Probably one of the better punters. Uh, in the country, obviously run the one the red guy, but uh, we recruited a punter kid from Australia, Shanahan. Um, so maybe we'll get we'll get to see, hopefully not too often, um, how well he punts. And then uh, kicker, we took a transfer from Tennessee, which is uh, he's a pretty damn good kicker, and Brent Samaglia. Uh, that's a huge piece because if y'all listen to the episodes or last year. Uh, that I wanted to, I can't, I do, I was so frustrated with the kicking game last year. Couldn't even kick extra points. We're getting kicked. I think we broke a record for the most blocked kicks. I'm not sure. I would, I would put money on it that we did. Um, I mean, it was just pitiful. So that'd be huge to get that, that squared away and get that figured out. So spring game was fun. It was entertaining. It wasn't, uh, like, you know, a, a, a full-on scrimmage game. They say the Saturday scrimmages were better that were open coming leading up to it. And um, I don't know, I think it's more of a recruiting piece. So I enjoyed it. And uh, that's pretty much all I got. All right. So breakout players on offense and defense. <clears throat> um, I wouldn't, obviously, I, I mean, Jameer's going to do what Jameer's going to do. So I wouldn't really call him a breakout player. Yeah, that doesn't um, count. Yeah, I'm going to go with Kyrie McGowan just because he's so versatile and so athletic. And he produced a lot at Northwestern. Um, he's a hard guy to cover just because he'll play in the slot, but we'll also put him out wide. And I'm also going to throw a wild card in there. I'm not sure how ready he'll be, but Leo Blackburn, he's a Kyle Pitts kind of guy, as in he's 6'5", that same weight, same frame, plays tight end, 
four-star kid out of Westlake in Atlanta. And they're saying he's a freak. Um, so I think it'd take him a bit to get to that Kyle Pitts level of production if he could, but he's a mismatch. So if he comes in and he's ready to play, I think he could break out because he's a freak. So, I, you know, maybe a little baby Megatron action back on the flats. We'd need that. That'd be huge. Yeah. Uh, defense, I'm going to go with either Kenyatta Watson just because – I hear a lot about him. Um, he's been eager to play, transfer from Texas. Um, or Trenelius Tatum. I think Trenelius is ready to play. He looked good in the film. Uh, Should have had a pick six, dropped it. That's why he plays linebacker. But um, he he's physically ready to play. He looks – he's as big and physical as anybody out there. And um, he's a smart, smart kid. And I think they're they're coaching him up quick, so – I would say, yeah, him or Kenyatta. Um, those would be my two answers. All right. So, what do you think the uh, the ceiling and the floor for this team is, record wise? It's tough to put a number on wins, but ceiling. Obviously, you got two teams off the rip. You know, you're not going to win. I, I hope we play good games. We're not in a position to win these games, and that's Clemson and Georgia. So take those two wins off the, off the record, put them as losses. I think, you know, a team like North Carolina and Notre Dame, um, you know, maybe put North Carolina as a toss-up and then probably lose to Notre Dame. I don't, I don't know what they're going to look like with a new quarterback, but I think our ceiling is, you know, a 3-4 loss season. and But that's our absolute ceiling. Like, that'd be playing – you know, to our highest potential and having some things go our way. Uh, I don't think we get there this year. Our floor has to be five wins. It just has to be. I mean, um, a good majority of this team is is Jeff's guys. Um, this is year three, uh, really year two. If you ask them, they count, they count the first year as year zero. Um, it was that bad, but I would I would say five wins would be our, our should be our floor. I mean, you got um, New Mexico State and Kennesaw State; those are two games like you just don't go out there and lose. Um, I say that shit. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and then you know you got to find wins in the ACC. Uh, I think Virginia Tech's beatable again. Um, I think Miami will be beatable in my opinion. I just, I, Miami has never worried me. I, you know, Miami's never a team that I go, father, you know, that's a team I'm pretty worried about. Um, uh, I think like NC state, we should have beat NC state. There's so many teams we should have beat last year and there's just stupid mistakes, freshmen all over the field that cost us the game in the red zone. We probably had the worst red zone efficiency. So I, I think there's definitely games in our conference that we can pick up, you know, um, yeah, I'm going to go with five wins as the floor. Maybe eight wins is our ceiling somewhere in there. Okay. Okay. Sounds I know Sam. I know Sam had some questions. Did you text him? I don't think so. Dang. I know you can't. Uh... Divinity, do you have any questions? Um, no, not really. <laughs> Yeah, Are you nice. upset that we have the best running back in the state? 
depends who you ask, I guess. Depends on who you ask. Jaw is fine, though. That him, when him and Milton go to the draft, that's going to be a stupid uh, running back class. Yeah, that's going to be badass. See, I'm hoping because running backs have lost. I know this is kind of getting off topic, but running backs have lost a little value um, recently in the draft. I mean, so I'm hoping that Jaw with the, the, the style he is, he's that Camara type back. Like that's who he compares his game to. I'm hoping that's a guy that teams are looking at Alvin Kamara going, okay, we can't pat, let this guy try to, you know, try to snag this guy in the second round. We got to take him in the first round, you know? Yeah. So because running backs have just lost so much value, but it'd be nice to see Ja because I think Ja's going to be that kind of guy. Um, yeah. But yeah, him and Kendall, that'll be interesting when they, when they get drafted that, that could be two first round backs from the state of Georgia going. That'd be cool. Yeah. It's unfortunate that we're not going to be able to, See Kendall be a workhorse this year. We will next year, though. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel bad for a guy like Jordan Mason who has, um, you know, if it wasn't for injury, that they were talking about him getting drafted at one point. You don't have that speed, but dude, dude's just one of those guys you just can't bring down. He's a slower Kevin Harris, in my opinion, um, just a tough guy. So – I, I mean, good. it sucks, but good luck getting the amount of carries you need because you just can't take the – you can't take John off the field that much, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. I think, I think he's going to be a freak this year, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Sam text. He said he can't, he can't get back in. His Wi-Fi is just busted. Yeah, it'll be all right. Well, there you go. There's – the Georgia Tech spring game breakdown. So thank you for listening.